Get to Old Navy now for February's biggest style steal. 40% off all jeans and tees. Jeans start at just 18 bucks for adults, 12 bucks for kids. With tees from just 7 bucks for adults, 6 bucks for kids. All jeans and tees are on sale, even your favorite rock star jeans. All jeans and all tees are 40% off right now. Don't miss out. Run into Old Navy and OldNavy.com today. Valid 211 to 221 excludes in-store clearance jeans and tees. Active licensed and men's package tees. Run into Old Navy Saturday and Sunday for 50% off all Old Navy active styles for adults and kids. They're all 50% off. But hurry, it's Saturday and Sunday only at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 215 to 216 excludes in-store clearance and baby. Black thing go from left to right, and I thought, I'm going to die out here. No one's ever going to know. I couldn't believe what my eyeballs was showing me. I'll never forget how evil the eyes were. It was horrible. I mean, I've never seen nothing that evil. It ran towards me at a, at a rate that I, I I can't even explain. Turned and stared at me. And this look of, I just want to kill you. I want to say it was human, but it wasn't. He was, he, was, he was yelling at me to grab a gun, grab a gun. I was like, for what? He said, just grab a gun. And there's footprints all the way to the door of my house. It had went inside my garage all the way to the door. 911, what are you reporting? Jesus Christ, you better... Sir? Sure. Uh, Hello? Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot nine. I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right at him. Uh-oh. You're listening to Sasquatch Chronicles. Check us out online at sasquatchchronicles.com. If you've had an encounter, email me. My email address is wes at sasquatchchronicles.com. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for being here tonight. Starting to get my voice back. Uh, Actually, you know what? It's Friday night. Let's get a little beat going here. There we go. (laughs) Friday night. Thanks so much for being here tonight. Going to be talking to Bo. And Bo is extremely nervous. He really didn't want to come on the show. Uh, And I asked him if he'd come on. I know he's a fan of the show. And and so he'll be coming on tonight. He's a little bit nervous. Uh, Bo, there's definitely no reason to be nervous. Uh, but Bo had a very fascinating account that happened to him almost 20 years ago. I want to say it was 17, 18 years ago, uh, where he actually hit one of these creatures. And he was so nervous after he hit it, he didn't know how to explain to anyone what he had actually hit. And I know in the last year or so, he's been listening to the show. And so I asked him to come on and talk about it. So look for Bo's encounter coming up here shortly. I'll also be talking to Tom, who's a member of the site. And uh, I believe I had Tom on episode 319, uh, where him and his brother had an encounter. And he recently moved out to a property in North Carolina. And he's actually had activity out there, uh, a scary encounter when he was up in his tree stand. Uh, so we'll be talking to him tonight. If you've had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, shoot me an email. My email address is wes at sasquatchchronicles.com. How are the members doing tonight? Appreciate you guys being here again and listening to the show. Uh, let's jump into it tonight. I want to welcome Bo to the show. Uh, Bo, thanks for coming on, brother. Awesome. I appreciate it, Wes. Like I said, I just, you know, I love your show. and I just I love how you are as a person. 
towards you know making people feel comfortable and I, I listen i drive it i drive a truck 10 hours a day and like i said i uh, i listen I listen to you all the time you know and your your show and after what happened to me years ago after listening to your show and hearing about other people out there that's in my boat you know it's really kind of like huh, make me feel relaxed just really kind of you know knowing that there is this has happened to other people you know it just kind of you know really helped yeah no i hear you and and like i said it's just you and i having a conversation there's no reason to be nervous I know you are, but there's there's really no reason to be nervous, man. I really am a nobody. Uh, I'm just fascinated with your encounter. If you would, would you kind of start from the beginning and and walk us into what happened? What did you hit? What did you see? Uh, walk us into this whole encounter. Uh, thank you. Okay. All right. Um, okay. It, it kind of starts a little. My encounter happened in the year 2000. You know, I was 19 years old. But uh, before that, you know, uh, the setting, uh, the, there's a, I live here in Urbana, Ohio. Uh, there's a lake, and it's surrounded by woods that uh, a family friend of my parents owns and has been in their family for years, and it's kind of been a, a, a camping spot for a bunch of us families to go out there and get away. And it used to be an old gravel pit back in the 50s and 60s, and they kind of made it into uh, made it into a lake. and. It's surrounded by woods, and I couldn't tell you how big it is, but they, they it's it's off Route Four. You know, I tell you that's you know if you look anywhere on Google Maps, off Route Four, kind of by Springfield, you know you, you you'll be able to see it. So I've looked at it a couple of times, and uh, so it just um, you know we've always went out there and with my mom and dad growing up. It's it's just it's. It's uh, real secluded, you know. We, we call it the lake, and it's it's private. They keep it, they keep it pretty private, you know. They got a gate, and there's a lot of fences back there through the woods, you know, to kind of to keep it secluded, you know. And I, you know, I remember growing up, um, you know, just always going out there, and uh, and for always, I remember now, you know, the. I think a lot of people back then knew a lot more about what was going on out there than than what they ever told. You know, I mean, I think even my my mom, you know, knew a lot too. You know, just us being kids growing up out there, always going camping, uh, it, the subject of Bigfoot really wasn't talked about. You know, a whole lot. Uh, you know, especially if we were kids, you know, and it scared us. But I know one thing though: they'd never, they never let us venture off in the woods by ourselves they were there's always an aunt or an uncle or somebody out there who keep an eye on us and now looking back it always felt like something you were being watched you know that i hear that people say that on your show and then i look back like i you know we always i always felt the, the same way but uh you know i always felt like just creepy out there you know and there's all this is wildlife out there and it's woods for a couple miles and like i said just real secluded but um well, uh, yeah, my counter in, in the year 2000, at the year I graduated, through high school and everything, me and all my buddies, you know, we'd always go out there to that lake. And, uh, you know, we there was a lodge out there and a little cabin. And being in high school, we'd take our, our beer and whatnot and go out there and, and party on the weekends. It was our little getaway. And um, it's I couldn't tell you. I know it was warm out. It was the summer of 2000. We were out there partying, and 
I, I, I couldn't really tell exactly what time. I know it was late, maybe 1 or 2 a.m., you know, o'clock in the, at night, 1 in the morning. And, and I remember, you know, of course, saying bye to everybody. And, uh, you know, there's a long lane that goes back to the lake. I, I had a, uh, a 95 Pontiac Grand Dam. And uh, it was a four-door, I had all my windows down, and I was leaving. And I remember when, when you pull out to the gate, you know, where you get onto the road there, uh, I'd make a left to head towards, that's the way I would take to go back to my house. Well, um, you know, being a kid, probably had a buzz or whatnot, you know, being a stupid kid. Well, I uh, I turned left, and I remember hitting the gas. I hitting the gas really quick, and kind of taken off, you know, maybe a little bit of peel, but, uh, yeah. Once I got up, or I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. I, I was just laughing. I was like, okay. yeah, a normal 19 year old hitting the gas. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes my Bluetooth might be like a half a second delayed. So if you go to, sometimes I might be off a little bit if you say something. Oh, you're okay. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so yeah, yeah, I hit the gas and, um, took off and I, I think it was about, 75 to 100 yards i got there on the road uh but you know it's, it's a road there ain't no really no cars on a whole lot at night time and uh you got to like maybe 55 60 miles an hour you know i got there pretty quick uh out of the left side of the road which was the other side of the road coming across and i only seen it for like i only had a split second to see it it was a two foot tall now I know what it was. Back then, I was so lost and freaked out over what this thing was. But it was a little two-foot-tall, hairy. What I know now was uh, what, what you what you call it, a juvenile Bigfoot, was running across the road. And it literally ran right into the front side, the front side where my headlight is, of the car. And I kind of hit it on top of him running into it. And I, I remember his head, his his face was right there in my headlight. And like, like I said, I think I even had my brights on, but, um, so I seen his, his face, you know, and, and everything. And, and the impact, um, now since then, I, you know, I've hit a couple of deers, you know, and, and that was some serious impact. I didn't know how, how much impact them are when you hit them. But when I've hit them deers lately, I look back, like that's how much for as little as this thing was, that it was almost the same impact. Like this thing, uh, on top of it, running across the other side of the road, right in the side of my car, it was a hard hit. And, you know, and and like I said, all my windows were down. I don't I don't think I had the music on real loud. But I, I when when he hit, my, my headlight lit his whole face up. And it was just the hard impact. And I remember it did, he flew backwards. I, I remember him flying back, and uh, see his facial expression. It was just like when he was running across the road. I think it wasn't like he was down on all fours, but I think like he might have been for a second. But I remember I just have this image of him being on like like three, like have one of his hands down and kind of coming up at the last second, maybe to where he was on two legs when i hit him like he knew that it was coming and i know his head went right into my headlight and, and you know like i said the headlight lit his whole face up and i'll tell you the details here in a second of what i've seen and so and he flew back and at this moment i'm hitting the brakes 
But I, and one, one thing that's stuck in my head still to this day is when I hit it and it's flying back. Um, and I don't know how to explain it. Like if you heard somebody fall on the concrete, hit their head on the concrete, you kind of hear that thump. Yeah. You know, that like, uh, again, that's, I, after it flew back, I, I swear I heard that thump like when he flew back on the concrete. Like at that moment, it was like right beside me. And I heard that thump, like where I think his head just hit the concrete super hard. And, and I, I know I hit the brakes. Uh, the impact was, was hard enough to, to slow me down a little bit, you know, and, uh, I just, I, I as I hit the brakes, I, I didn't really come to a, I didn't come to a stop. But as I was slowing down, I, at that moment, I had no idea what just what that was. What, but I know, you know, what I seen. Like I said, my high beams on, I caught, you know, I seen it all. You know, his his hair, it's her, or you know, and, uh, as I was slowing down, and I didn't know. I don't think I remember if I knew if I should stop. But once I got slowed down, that's when I heard a roll. I that that roar. Uh, scream that you that I've heard people you guys talk about you know on your show uh, and it's one till last year that I've been watching your show and I think all this stuff that I've heard from your show I can relate back and like I've heard people on your show say you hear that scream that roar it rattles their insides and for years I swear that's what I felt like I just when I when I when I you know I think I got down to maybe. I'm guessing 30, 35 miles an hour because I didn't know whether to stop or to go. And that roar out of the woods, I, I didn't see where it was coming from, but I did hear like brush and trees moving. And, you know, I just heard that, uh, uh, that roar, you know, and I don't even, and I even remember my, all my windows were down and I kind of clenched up for a second. And I don't feel this day. I, you know, I don't know how I hit the gas to go, but uh, I hit, I hit the gas and, and it just totally put me in shock. I didn't know what just happened. And so I'm hitting the gas and now I'm just kind of freaking out driving now. And now, uh, you go off, you, when you drive, you go up about maybe not even about an eighth of a mile, not too far down. And there's a light out in the middle of nowhere, a flashing yellow light. And for me to go back to my house, you know, I got to make a left, you know, and it kind of, it's like a big U, like you make a left and I got to go back behind the lake in the woods, you know, kind of head, and it's kind of a curvy road to head back towards, you know, my mom's at that time. And, you know, after, like I said, you know, when I heard that, when I was slowing down, I heard that just that got awful roar scream. I don't know what it was, something big. And like I said, I clenched up as I got away, I didn't hear the roar or it, it went away from what I can remember, uh, you know, and I know I, I had been drinking that night a little bit, nothing too crazy. I, I've never been one to get as drunk and fall over and, you know, then go drive yeah. or, but at that moment I was super sober, you know, that just, there wasn't, I don't think I was even really buzzed to begin with, but I just, I just, I wanted to clear that up. People, you know, I didn't want people to think I was just out there trashed and, you know, yeah, no, I get it. Driving like and but, even if, and even if you so, were, Bo, to be honest with you, even if you were, listen, I and most of the audience can relate to this. I've had many moments where I've drank too much. I've never once had delusions yeah. of seeing monkeys or hitting monkeys ever being right. drunk. So I mean, yeah, it's kind of irrelevant. Okay, cool. But but I get what you're saying. I you know, and I, I okay, get it. Okay, yeah, cool, awesome. Uh, and uh, oh yeah, so um. So, okay, so 
then as you know, I'm getting up to that light, I'm freaking out. Right? I, like I told you I, I, uh, earlier, uh, I, I had tears in my eyes, or I think I was deep sweat, and I was in a serious panic mode. So I turned left at the light, and I'm just driving. I can't. I was speeding a little bit. I can't. I was just trying to stay on the road because I didn't know if this thing was running behind me. Or I, you know, I just seriously freaking out. And I'm kind of going, like I said, it's a big U. Actually, turn left at that light, kind of going back behind the lake, and I'm on these curvy roads. And and I know my windows were still down at that moment. I do. I don't know why I wouldn't have rolled them up after, but but I know they were down because when I started going around the backside of that lake, I heard. I swear, I heard something in the woods. It's all woods back there coming from that direction, and I heard that just. And it wasn't like the deep, loud scream roaring that I when I when I hit that thing. It was just a. I can't really even um, uh, like explain. I can't even like imitate it. It was just kind of like uh, I, I, I can't really even imitate. But there was something like growling, naked noise coming through the woods, and it was making a loud noise, but it just wasn't that deep scream. It was just maybe like maybe just the thing was just hollering, or I, I don't. I can't. I, at this point, though, I was so in shock. I just, I, I nothing was. Everything was kind of blurry at that moment i just thought that but as i was slowing down going around a curve around there i heard it something big coming through the woods and making noise and a light roaring like it was running coming after me and at that time i'm hitting the gas and i remember getting up to speed because at that point i had a straight shot just to get out of that area at, at that time i was thinking like these things are just coming out of the woods Something's going on. I, I don't know what's going on. There's monsters in these woods coming out everywhere. But then since then, looking back, I'm thinking what that was, was that creature. But just to back up a little bit, when that thing, that little one, I always wondered, like, why did that thing run right out in front of my car? You know, that, that didn't make sense. And, you know, until I was thinking about it, you know, like what we talked about as far as I think, you know, we uh, that maybe when people come out of that lake, you know, a lot of older people, when they turn left, that's the way to head back to town. Nobody really gets up to speed that quick. It's always just probably people, they probably have seen enough people pull out of there. They know the timing, you know, where they can cross and be out of the way. But I think by me gunning it and getting up to speed there, that 75 to a hundred yards right there, they weren't maybe expecting that. You know, and I think that, the mom or dad or whoever had went ahead and crossed, the little ones straggled behind. You know, at the last minute he tried to catch up, and I was already there that quick. And, and that's my little kind of conclusion of why maybe he just ran, right? I mean, it was just perfect timing that he just, he literally ran into to me, you know, too. And so that's what I was thinking that, that that mom or whoever was there that chased me from the beginning was the creature who cut across the lake, you know, woods back there. It's not that far distance for him to run from that point to meet me again over there behind the lake because I know I had to go to that light and make a left, and I'm doing a big view around, and he just took a shortcut, straight line, because that's the road everybody takes to go. So I'm thinking that thing knew I was heading that way, and I swear I think I just... <laughs> I think I just got lucky, but you never, you never hear of it. You know, I, I think the thing got so close to catch me and I, I clinched up again and 
I just this, that that sounds so crazy, but you know, it just that is is exactly what happened. You're lucky I, you didn't stop. I think you would have been in for the fight of your well, life if you would have stopped. And, uh, and later, I was going to say later, I like to say like maybe stuff like that happened. Just like the one I've heard on your show, put together, you know, it's just covered up so quick by the government. Now, in, in me, you know, I get nervous even talking on your show you know, what, out of respect for you of what the government does to people. You know, I just, I, I, sometimes I get a little nervous of, of talking about the government. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I want a lot of stuff like this. Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit, Bo. I think you're probably right. I think it was probably running you down. As far as the government goes, as you and I talked about, they don't really care about your encounter. They don't care about what you've seen. They don't care about what you've hit. It's only when you can prove it. If you can prove it, then then you're a target. You know, if you'd have hit that thing, thrown it in your back trunk, and now it's sitting in a freezer, (laughs) yeah, you'd probably get a visit. But as far as your encounter goes, they're not going to uh, mess with you, you know. Uh, I wanted to ask you, right, so when, okay. when you saw the thing in the headlights, can you describe for the audience who hasn't seen one, what did you see? Yes, yes like I said, I seen his whole face. It was lit up. Like I said, from my, I got my high beams on. And uh, and I remember, like I said, his, his eyes, it, it, they, did have, they were black, and they did have white around the eyeballs because his eyes were wide open. I remember his nose being like a squish nose, like an ape's nose. Because I've seen apes on the internet, I've looked at them, and you're always thinking back, you know, it was like a squished ape, like a squished human nose, kind of wide. Um, his teeth, they didn't have no canines, but they were they were like ours, the square teeth, and uh, like the forehead. The one thing that I don't that stood out, two things really stood out to me that I don't that just are like sickly. Well, one of them's really sickly embedded in my head but it's just the uh the forehead where the hair come down um like i said like you know like how mickey mouse has got that little point that kind of comes down that's kind of like what the hair had come down the hair was on his forehead and uh the other thing that that is hard to describe but when i seen it one thing that sticks in my head is about like how real it was was like uh and if i right now if i if that didn't have to me, if I take a big foot, I think, you know, like nice fur, you know, pretty or whatever. But this thing was like, if you see, ever see like a dead deer up close, like I'm sure you have. Me, I don't really hunt or nothing because I just, I've always grew up in the city, you know. And But it, it, how gamey, I think is the word I want to say, that, that this creature was like the hair was matted. Like, you know, if you see a deer laying there, like far away, they look pretty, you know, nice, pretty fur, but. Up close, it's like, you know, there's leaves in it, it's matted and got mud in it. That's one thing I really noticed about this thing that it got stuck in my head, which is how that, that just really brought it to life for me, you know. And I, I look at that sometimes about like other Bigfoots that are out there, you know, you see them on pictures or whatnot. But I bet up close, that's just, you, you probably, I've heard on your show too, how, you know, you, you see their hair matted and dirty and probably scars. And that's just what I noticed, not scars, but I just really stuck in my head was like this thing was so real that it was just a, a, a wild animal. Like, but it was, like you say, bipedal and running. And it was so fast. It, it, this thing just shot like 
it was so quick. Like I said, it was down maybe on all fours, but it was coming up kind of on three uh, to, to a stand, kind of running on two legs, kind of right the last second, right when I hit it. You know, and you uh, and you said it was all black. The the creature, it, you- yeah, it was definitely black. The skin, uh, the skin, the hair, everything was just black. I, I totally remember that, and it smashed my car like. I was saying, like, when you hit a D or an impact, well, this impact, I mean, it busted my car completely up. And I just would, the thing with that is I just wouldn't think something that little would do so much damage, you know? Because I think on top of it, it was running towards me. I think it had a fast speed because it was just, like, light, you know, how quick it just ran. You know, I had a split second to be like, what the, you know, and then, so I watched it run across the other side of the road, right, because it right into my car. And like I said, it, of course, it busted the headlight and the bumper and smashed it in pretty pretty good. It, it just the last I seen of it was it flying back, you know. And at this point, doing six five six miles an hour, it being I, that's when I heard his head. I had to, I know that's what it was. I heard his head just hit that concrete so hard that it was a sickening sound, like when somebody you know falls and hits the back of their head on concrete, it makes that thump, you know, that thud of a skull hitting concrete. I, I heard that, and then, of course, that roar just comes of just chaos, of a scream or a roar of just, and like I said, I, I don't even know, my, my first intention was to hit the brake. I don't, I don't even know if I would have stopped if I didn't hear that roar. I still, I, I still wouldn't have stopped, I don't think, because I didn't know what that, that thing was, but I just, like I said, I don't know, you know, it's grace of God. I hit the gas pedal and, and got out of there. You know, like I said, you know, went around that big U and at, when, I, when I made, when that, when I first heard that next kind of, not as deep as the roar as that was, but when I heard the first one, you know, when I, but when I heard that thing come through the woods and I was taking that last turn on the other side of the lake, getting away, you know, I, I heard it something smashing through the, and I heard it, you know, like it was on a dead run. I wanted to ask you, yeah. uh, when you hit the thing, did it appear to be more human-like, or was it more like a monkey or ape, or? This, uh, like, uh, honest, I think, I, uh, the human features about it was it just being shaped like a human, but as far as, like, everything else was like, like an ape. You know, like like the the Patty film. That's I think what type, what kind this was. You know, because it just resembled that thing so much. You know, unlike the orangutan kind or the the, the other types. You know, that's definitely what 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 a, what I what I would have to say. There, I didn't the human features. I I just other than like the teeth and the eyes. You know, uh, and it being bipedal and come up to to two legs right there at the end, you know, but as far as look, so, yeah, it was more definitely of an ape-looking, and more, yeah, definitely more ape-looking kind of Bigfoot than, than the other ones, in which I think the other ones have a little more scarier-looking. But, yeah, but that's when I finally got around the lake and that thing came out right there. I, I never seen it, and I'm glad I, I didn't because that's what my first thought was. These things are coming. I, you know, until like later on that I kind of put two and two together, like I bet that thing was chasing me and just cut straight because he knew what route 
that the cars take to go back to town. And you just let it does saying, you know, about the, the uh, if it would have caught me, you know, I, I'm wondering if, if I wouldn't have died and then the government wanted to cover that up. Yeah, no, I think you were lucky you didn't stop. I think it was smart you didn't stop. Because like I said, I think you'd have been in the yeah. fight, fight of your life. I really do. Was there any blood or anything on your car? Yes, man. And look, I was so scared. Well, okay, so I go home that night. And I'll answer that. I was just going to say that. When I got home, I was so freaking out that I didn't even, like, I didn't, I wasn't thinking, like, I knew I'd wreck my car. I went to my mom's house. My room's in the basement. And my car is tore up out front still. And there was fur and there was blood and, and everything on my, on my hood. I mean, not a lot, you know, not like I just, but it was there. And that next, I never really slept because I was, I was worried about my friends and everything that were still out there at the lake. I remember, you know, thinking like, back then there was no cell phone. I couldn't call and say, Hey, get out of there. But I remember thinking like, this thing's probably, it's you know, something bad's probably cause might be happening. And it was just, I'm going to go back out there, you know? So I just, I remember thinking like, just praying like, God, I hope something bad will happen to them guys. You know, the next morning I got up and I ended up calling my buddy, buddy's mom, he was staying with his mom. I ended up calling the house there and said, Hey, did you make it back? Okay. And she's like, yeah, his truck's here. He's still in bed. He must have a late one. So I was relieved there. Well, that next day, I, I did end up laying down, and I remember my dad coming in and saying, what the ace should you do to your car, this and that? And, and being the dumb kid that I was, I don't even know. I remember waking back up in shock, like remembering what happened. as dad's yelling at me, but I, I, I don't know why. I told my dad that I hit a shopping cart, and, and, and of course, he was like, well, what were you doing driving crazy through Walmart's parking line. I was like, that, you know, I'm sorry. I admitted I was drinking and driving. And then I told him I hit a deer and we went and looked at it. And, and that's what we looked at the blood and the hair. And I told my dad that I had, I'd hit a deer at this moment. I did not tell him. It wasn't until a few, about two or three weeks later, I did I come to my family and explain like, Hey, this is what happened. But at that time, uh, you know, I wiped it kind of off, but there was still blood and like and, and hair on my car. Just where I just wiped it down, and because I, you know, I told the insurance that I hit a deer and to, to get it fixed. And you know, and, and I look back, and you know, now still at that moment, I didn't know what I had hit, and I was scared. I was scared because in a way, I almost felt like I hit a human. Like I mean. In a way, like I did something I wasn't supposed to do. Yeah. That's why I felt like I couldn't tell dad or nobody. Like I was scared to death that they make me go to the police department and explain. But then I couldn't really explain what I hit. And so I was just a mess. Man, I, I did not know what to think. But, and I did tell two of my buddies that were out there, the, the owner's grandson, he always knew something too, but he never said that. Now that I look back, you know, everything is. Uh, after listening to your show and everything, I'll say in a sec, you know, everything that I've learned from your show that I look back that made sense out there. But I remember saying something to my buddies, you know, out there, and they kind of, I mean, they believe me, but they were like, are you sure it wasn't just a big dog or, you know, come on, man. I'm like, no, listen, this thing was an eight, two, a couple feet high, and it ran 
two feet on, on the road. And, and so, and, I mean, I, I was a clown, you know, I was a jokester, but really, on a, they, they kind of knew I, that I wouldn't just make something like that up to tell them to try to look cool to them or something. I don't know what, but I mean, it, it just, uh, you know, it just really kind of, I, I was, I was really messed up for, for a while, you know, so I didn't know what to think. I was scared somebody's going to show up at my door. Um, you know, cause this thing was definitely an animal. You know, if it was, I you know, to clear that up, if it was a human or a kid, you know, I definitely would have had to you know, say something, you know, it, but I even felt bad though for, for a while. Like, I know I killed that thing, you know, and I, I think I did as hard as that. I don't, I don't know nothing. Well, other than a Sasquatch that could survive something like that. But I just, I was really scared for a while on if, you know, if I was going to get in trouble or what this thing was. But now that I'm looking back and it went too long after I realized, I think that it was a Bigfoot, but I didn't have nobody really to talk to about Bigfoot. And it honestly went went until about a year ago. So I looked it up. You know, I've always just bounced around on the internet of Bigfoot stuff of pictures, but as far as people's encounters, like I, like I said, I listed a couple other different shows, you know, here and there. But once I started listening to the encounters on your show, uh, I'm like, oh, my God, there's others out there that, that know what this thing was that I hit. And, you know, Bigfoots are, are they're real, you know. They're in, like, a lot of things, too, on your show from – now, not to back up, but, uh, you know, growing up out there, like I talked to you before, I, we used to see a lot of weird stuff out there at the lake. Ever since I was like seven, eight years old till 17, 18 years old, growing up with our camp with my mom and everybody. And I think a lot of people out there, like uncles, aunts, uncles of the family that would stay out there at camp, I, I just feel like I know they knew a lot more out, uh, stuff going on out there than what they would tell us kids because we would come across these deer carcasses. I can probably remember two or three of them right off the top of my head. You know, for years of being out there, I've seen them all to up, but to where their heads were, like, twisted around. And antlers, I remember one where his antlers just broke off one of the side of his, off his head. And I don't, I'm not a hunter, really. So I got buddies that hunt, but they don't trust me with the gun. <laughs> So, I mean, like, I'm, I'm probably the guy, like, you, you always talk about your brother, you know? <laughs> yeah. I end up shooting myself. Or, or I don't know. I do dumb stuff like that. But uh, but I noticed, like, you know, looking back at these deer carcasses, it's like the guts, certain parts of the inside would be taken out. And, you know, I, guts make me sick. Blood makes me sick anyway. So I remember looking at that stuff like, that. that's not, like, a normal and, like, like I said, it's only been the past year that I've learned so much from your show that I can relate stuff back then. As far as like with the back legs would just be like not broke, but like like ripped out of the socket. And, and, and I would sit there and I would look like a couple of times we see these deers and uh and you know, I'd always wonder like what kind of could do that? You know, and we would ask the adults out there, like I said, the aunts and uncles and stuff, whoever they be like, oh, no, that's just, you're leaving alone, don't get near it, that's just, so they come up with some dumb excuse, you know, like, oh, that's, uh, I've heard say how coyotes, they do that to them, and I didn't, I just always blew it off, like, that never made sense, I, that, and even, like, tree branches, big ones, you know, and trees, like, tree structures, like, weird stuff out in the woods, and uh, they may always make an adult go with us out there into the woods, and, you know, it was like, 
or branches would be twisted. I would just always look at stuff out deep the lookout out there like, well, well how did did that branch fall and like, get twisted up like that? And then you, you know, just and and like a uh, like a like there the, the lake uh, there's a couple creeks that went off it, and you always find a bunch like a couple piles of like little fish stuff. You know, like something was sat there and ate like like fish. You know, I'm not a fisherman either, but you know, but you see just probably three or four fishes, you know, which all the body be ripped off, the head would be right there, and it looked like it'd be skin, like you know. And I just always this stuff back then. I look at, I always be like, what the heck kind of animals do that stuff? But now I'm looking back after hearing your show, and so much has come together, which make has made sense. And also too, I've always heard you keep hearing about the rock throwing thing. Well. We'd always go out there paintballing, and they would never let us go out on this property by ourselves. Even the, the, the older guys out there, younger, who would come mow, they would always, you know, make sure there's two or three of them out there mowing at a time. You know, nobody hardly ever, the parents were always keeping an eye, there's always an adult around, you know, just going back to something more was going on that they knew about out there that. And they, you know, and I think my mom, my mom knew too. Later on, I was going to, you know, tell you here in a few, you know, I talked to mom. Mom said, yeah, that there's been a lot of sightings and stuff going on out there over the years. So that's just, I definitely think that there's family or whatnot, a lot of activity. And it's not a real big area. I mean, probably a couple miles. I think it ventures off into other woods, but that property. You know, there's old caves and everything back in there, or the old railroad where the gravel pit used to be, and, and it's secluded. They keep that area super private. Still to this day, it's there, it's owned by the family, and they don't let nobody go go back there. But um, but another thing I wanted to tell you, well, I kind of touched base on it with you a little bit. Uh, my, my grandpa's not here no more, but uh, it was about 10 years ago. My grandpa used to go out there with the the owner of the lake, the, the, the great grandpa who owned the lake years ago. Well, my grandpa um, used to go out there and fish with him late at night and everything. My grandpa was out there, it was in the 70s, you know. My grandpa was out there fishing uh, with the owner, and it was late. I know it was dark out. He told me he never told me what time, but I'd say maybe 11, 12, or one, you know, not too late. But um, so they were out there fishing, and uh, the owner of the lake, he said he was going to head home. My grandpa ended up staying for a little bit longer. And uh, my grandpa said he, went, he got to his car. And, uh, he, uh, you know, there's a long lane that goes back into, back through the woods to the lake. And he's driving down the windy road, you know, the gravel road. And it's, uh, it, you only do about five or 10 miles an hour on it, you know. And uh, he uh, was driving out late that night. And if he, who's ever leaves last, usually, They'll leave the key with the people to the gate, the key to the gate. They'll leave with the people who are leaving fast and so they can shut off the gate so the cars can get back there. So I guess my grandpa was supposed to lock the gate that night. Well, he's actually just pulling down that long lane. I, I, he said, I remember he said he kind of turned the corner also with his headlights. And he said it was huge, you know. He said it was black. It, it jumped up real quick. And I... I don't know if he said it, it did anything or anything, but it just jumped up and it started. He said he's never seen nothing move like that in his life. Jumped over that uh, that little gravel road and ran into the woods. You know, so that, well, see, this was 10 years ago my grandpa was telling me this because I had sat down with him 
and we're playing cards, and, and something had got brought up about that lake out there. And I remember I, I asked him, I said, hey, Grandpa, anything weird ever happen out there at that lake to you, you know? And like like I said, he, the first thing he said was, you mean like Bigfoot? And, and that was, I was like, I was like, Grandpa, Dad, go on and listen, you know, this is what happened to me. And, and that's what led to him telling me, okay, well, you know, this is what happened to me. And there's been a lot of sightings, a lot of activity out there. And, and he did say something that, you know, that there was a lot more to it, but they just didn't want the word to get out to the community and about the Bigfoots being back there. Not that I don't know if they were, like, cool with the Bigfoot family or the family that owned the lake were cool with them, but just because I don't think they wanted a bunch of people on that property, maybe something like that. But they yeah. always kept it real private. But Grandpa, and then when he said that, I thought, then I asked my mom about it later. A few years ago, I you know, I talked to her about, hey, Grandpa told me about that Bigfoot out there, you know? And she said, yeah, well, she remembers it was in the late 70s, where, you know, my mom was young, living there, when he had come home that night, you know, he, he said that he was traumatized, he, that he said he was messed up, and he stopped going out there, and it, it just, it was a pretty little big deal, but it wasn't, they didn't, you know, any kind of public with it, they just kind of, you know, kind of left it, left it in the family like that, you know, right. and yeah. so, uh, well, uh, no, I'm sorry, Wes, I just, I'm super nervous talking. No, I just, I never <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I get a shot to talk to you, man. I just, and, I'm a nobody, you know, just, man. I, I'm a nobody. Oh, yeah, right, man. But I don't know, you know, I, I, we, I don't even have cable no more because of your show, you know? I've caught heck my life for that, but it's turned back on now. Well, there's a while there I didn't have cable, so I'm never there anyway, and I just listen to your show all the time. As long as we got Wi-Fi... I mean, to go on, but, you know, I just always look forward to your new postings on shows because, like, oh. Yeah, your phone's kind of breaking up, Bo. I know you're a truck driver. I'm kind of losing you. Uh, no reason to be nervous. I really do appreciate you sharing it. Damn, fun. Wes, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> No apologies. You, know, you kind of broke up there. I went with the iPhone 7 Plus here, and it just failing me horribly. You know, I thought... I apologize. No, 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 no apologies. Okay. I wanted to ask you, what do you think that these yeah. things are, Bo? What's your honest opinion? I, you know, after listening to your show, uh, and from what I encountered, I definitely, uh, like a lot of people say at your show, it's definitely a real animal. I mean, my car, I wish I had a picture of it to show you, you know, like how real, you know, they are. Yeah, but I mean, as far as like being like paranormal, I don't, there's nothing I don't think paranormal about. I think that I hate to hear it get thrown in the same thing with paranormal because it's like, you know, you want to say, hey, there's a, a lion in a, in a paranormal show going on over right. here because that's a real animal. And I think it's a real animal. And there's just, and I think that kind of stems somewhere from the government, like, making it out to be like it's just a myth, you know, to kind of keep it in them that guideline to where it's like a ghost thing. It might not be real. So I, I just definitely, you know, I knew you would ask me that question. I just couldn't really think of a good answer other than like it's like what most of your guests say that it's definitely a real animal. It's just like and with that infrasound thing that I, I keep hearing about, I, I don't think, um, I mean, just my personal opinion. I just, I don't think they have those superpowers or nothing like that. And I, 
I think that, like, I've heard of other animals doing something like that. Like, I've heard on your show, too. I'm more or less kind of repeating it, but I 100% believe it, too, that they might let off some kind of sound or something that maybe messes with their prey. Something like that, you know, would be the most of it. Because I have heard of other animals doing that as far as, like, a hunting, like a weapon. But uh, that, that, I think that would be the most of anything paranormal with it but yeah i just I, it's definitely just like an un, undiscovered animal i i mean it's definitely discovered and i, and I hear i just sound like the people i was about to talk about as far as you know people will say well it's going to take you know them you know i'm not saying nothing bad at all about them as far as you know heard people say that they need to they need to to drop one or they need to bring one in but i think there might have been like I said, from what I've learned from your show, very educational, by the way. But, yeah, I think people have done that multiple times. And it just, when the government shows up, cleans it up, you know, when the bank accounts get threatened, jobs, families, farms get threatened, you know, I think people just shut up. And that's that. And I think, and I, the whole thing, I don't need to talk about the government so much. It just uh, it bugs me. You know, I, I hear of a lot of people, you, uh, you know, the main reason I think, too, with the government's government won't come out with it, you know, from, you know, you hear the logging companies, the, the national parks, all the billions of dollars they'll lose. But one thing I, I heard my touch base on on your show one time, and I really liked it was, I think the lying part of the government, I just think that they're, they're beyond the point now of, of admitting it's real because they've been covering up for so long that I think that would be a lot of props where it would make the government look like, they're just super been lying about this, and you, you never know some lady. There, it could be, I don't I don't really know, but I, as far as, like, lawsuits, like, people could say, like, well, if you would have let us know this back then, I wouldn't have lost, you know, my son, you know, to one of the missing people out there. I just think that the government's lied so much to try to cover it up that they're just to the point that they can't come out with it because i just think they catch so much heck from so many different people you know kind of that's yeah thing i, I, I think like. yeah and i think you're right i think that uh chris jericho asked me that why the government's covering it up and i didn't really give him a great answer the reason why is it's not a simple answer it's not just x y okay. and z uh there's about right. 40 okay. different reasons why they would keep it covered okay. up it's pandora's box man Somebody knows everything out there, and I right. think that once you open it up, it's a major, it's a major problem for them. You know, because I, now they got to answer okay. a bunch of questions they don't want to answer. Uh, like you said, <laughs> the missing people. Okay. A lot of yeah. it's not just a one, a real quick, simple answer. I think it's there's a, a million reasons why they keep it covered up, and they keep it covered up. I think for good reason, in the sense that I right. think it would just open Pandora's box. If they came out and just said, hey, these things are real, you can run into them, well, now there's a thousand questions they have to answer that they don't want to answer. Okay. And that's the reason. And I think, going back to your encounter, I think that uh, when you have an encounter, they don't really care about your encounter. They could care less. The only Now, let's say you hit that thing, threw it in your trunk, took it home, threw it in the freezer, and you still have it. Yeah, you're going to get a visit. You're absolutely going to get a okay. visit, and that body will be gone. Right. That's a different issue. Okay. But just hitting one and Got saying, it. "Hey, I hit the thing." No one's going to pay you a visit. No one, you know, they don't care. Uh, but it's a fascinating account because it makes me wonder if the adults had crossed. 
now this little one was trying right. to cross, and you guys just hit each other at the yeah. same moment. Yeah, that's the only thing I can put together. Like I said, it's been years, 17 years since this happened, and just thinking about it. And really, I've only come out a whole lot this past year with people, my family, I've told every, you know, everybody, and they know I really wouldn't make nothing up like that. They just kind of are like, well, maybe. You know, after they watched your show and I got more involved, my family and, and Bigfoot said that, you know, they, they kind of believe it, that, you know, it's a real animal. But it, at the beginning, it was kind of like, you know, but I'm sure you just didn't hit a big dog. It, it was more like that. Well, and I can understand right. that, too. You know what I mean? It's if you can't right. explain what you hit, how are you going to explain to someone else? You know, if you don't even know what you hit at that time and you're right. freaking out, like. And I hear hunters, yeah. I've heard hunters say that, that have shot them and they start freaking okay. out because you made a comment there. I hear, I've heard from hunters who have claimed to have shot these things and they, they will say, I, I, for a moment, I kind of felt like I shot a person. I really, and so they start right. freaking out. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, that's a good point. I just, yeah, that's exactly how I, I felt, I, I think, I mean, I, I didn't know how to feel. It just, it felt like I thought I was in trouble. You know, I, I really thought to that thing. I knew what I seen. And then that roar behind it, that, it just, I was so freaked out and messed up. I didn't know it was just something that you just, you wouldn't think anything like that would happen. It, and it, I, you know, what, what I went through and it's still today, you know, and I bring up Bigfoot subject or, anything you know I'm not talking about that story but people are like oh you do that's not real like why do you listen to all that kind of stuff and but i get so mad because i know what happened to me and i know what i've seen you know and i've heard all these great people on your show in the same you kind of been through the same thing and that what they i could imagine but them living on your property or something like some of them that i hear but i just the point is i get so mad because they don't know they Lived in this. I haven't really lived in the city, but a lot of my friends do in Columbus. And they never get out. And like I was telling you, I drive a semi from Michigan, Tennessee, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, just for this little whole area here. And it's just in this little area. I'm on the road 10, 12 hours a day. And 90, more than 95% of my drive is just woods and mountains and just, you know, I'm only in, going through little cities here and there. And it's just like they, I, they're could be, there's probably more out there. I don't really know more out there than what some people, you know, really know. Because I just look at some of these mountains. I've been to Virginia, West Virginia, just just hundreds of miles of just woods, just to where these things could probably live in better than we are. And we like right here in our own backyard. And like I said, I learn a lot, everything, a lot from your show. You know, and it's really okay. Uh, it's really brought everything. I, uh, together from what I went through and, and it just made me kind of feel more relaxed like that I didn't you know that there's a, that this is a real animal and I can accept now hey this is what happened to me and this is real this happens I get you know all the time to other people and what's crazy to me is if you all evidence aside let's just set aside all the evidence and right. I've done 400 plus shows. Sometimes I have two, sometimes three people on. So let's say 800 right. people I've had on the show. Uh, realistically, okay. I've probably talked to 2000, but the, let's just go, right. let's just say a rough figure, 600 people. You're telling me okay. that people who, a guy in Texas 
is seeing the same thing a guy in Alabama is seeing, the same thing a guy in Ohio yeah. is seeing, the same thing that in yeah. Washington. And so it's almost more crazy to me to think if I had never seen one, it's almost more crazy right. to me to think all these people are having delusions of seeing this exact, you know, if a guy in Texas was seeing a T-Rex and a guy in Pennsylvania was talking about seeing a T-Rex and a guy in Washington was talking about seeing a T-Rex and I had all these reports, right. it almost seems more crazy to think all these people are delusional as opposed to yeah. there might be a T-Rex out there. And so that's the same yeah. thing with, eh, that's kind of a bad example, but I mean, it's the same thing with Bigfoot. It's like so many people have seen them and everyone's kind of describing the same thing they're seeing. And this has been going on for decades, if not long, right. well, much longer than decades, but people coming forward, you know, sharing their stuff. And it almost seems more crazy to think all these people are delusional as opposed to yeah. maybe they're actually seeing something. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I just, Man, I just, it just, it, it, not to interrupt you, it's just so crazy that I could sit here and, and talk to you and hear your voice, you know, and like, uh, say a few things. Cause like I told you, you know, in my semi, I got the surround sound, some speaker 12s in the back, and, you know, and it's like, I, every morning I get my coffee, I get on the road, and I'll, I hit the Sasquatch Chronicles, you know, and I get into it, you know, it's like I hear y'all sometimes talking and, and sometimes I just want to be like, hey, yeah, like I want to say something, you know, like I want to be in the conversation. And, you know, I know, because <laughs> yeah. I agree with you so much on everything, you know, you're, you're right on it. And, and I just, I'm just so thankful you called me and I have a chance to, you know, talk to you and just say, hey, this is what's going on over here, you know. And I just, uh, I mean, you know, at least because, like, like I told you, like, I didn't want to come on the show, but I, I just, like, because I just my counter happened so long ago, but I hear of so many people that so they they're not they're, they don't want to, but they'll come out and tell their story, and they're not trying to get just be on your show, and they're just they're just you know they're taking a step doing it, and that's just kind of what did because I was happy enough just listening to them, but I just wanted just to say hey, this is what happened to me, you know this. Yeah, just, and I'm glad you did. Yeah. I'm really glad you did. I know you didn't really want to come on the show and. I know you're nervous, man. Like I said, I'm nobody impor yeah, I'm important. <laughs> you are, though, but, man. Nah, like I told not... you, I said, I said, man, when you call, I was like, you're like a movie star. Because, I mean, you, I, you're, you're, just, you're not just that. You know, you're, you're doing a great thing, man. I just, my family, I put up my mom. My mom loves listening to you. You know, just your point of view on the whole situation. And one day, hopefully, when it does come out, you know, I can be like, yeah, I was on that. Sash Chronicles with Wes, I told you so. All this that you're doing, you know, it's going to come someday when this subject comes down. I, I would think one day it would, you know, then what you did here, you're the one who brought it to a head. You're, you know, it's just, it's, I'm just thankful, man. Uh, you know, I was going to tell you, man, I listened to your episode a while back. You started it off by saying, well, I'm retiring. And, you know, then you went on and you said from poker, you're joking around, you know. I swear I had a heart attack that day, man. I just thought <laughs> I wanted to quit, quit everything. I'm done. I quit driving truck that day, man. That would have about broke my heart. But uh no, uh, but no, I just I don't mean to sound like a crazy fan or nothing, man. I just I, I totally and uh this subject, Bigfoot and how your your show approaches it, the people you bring on it. 
I mean, it's just, it's real stuff. This is just entertainment, man. you know, it's like, it's really what's going on. And, and I think sometimes it does take an encounter, you know, to wake somebody up. That's when I actually get up off their butt and get out there. And, you know, most encounters don't go well, I guess. But for me, you know, I'd still be a skeptic, maybe, if I, if I didn't, if that didn't happen to me, you know, and I just, with, with these shows they got now, you got, like we talked about the uh, mountain man, or oh you know that that, and then you got um big finding Bigfoot, and it's like our the poster boy for for Bigfoot is Bobo. So I mean, people, not I'm sure he's a great dude, but I just that's how people look at some of this stuff, and it's like you know it, some of that them shows kind of just and they never find Bigfoot. So I mean, trying to tell other people who've never really had an encounter. And, you know, kind of sometimes I don't blame them for thinking the subject because uh, it's such a weird subject. You know, it's just it just yeah, it's it a is. real animal out there, and it just it just the government is crazy how it just gets covered up. People, it takes an encounter for somebody to, to actually believe it. But yeah, no, um, I hear you. But I I appreciate. No, 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 no. You're okay, Bo. Um, I appreciate you all the kind of words, man. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you for sharing the encounter, man. The encounter was was a great encounter. I don't think you had any choice but to hit the thing. But I appreciate you coming on and sharing it very much. Yeah, thank you, Wes. It's an honor for you to call me, man. And uh, like, hey, all these conferences you talk about out there, I'm going to make it to them here, especially after the past year, seeing that other people have had these that there's more people out there. I can't believe how many. There's probably a lot more that we, you know, like you said, that we don't haven't even heard. And you know, it just kind of really, it's really got me into the subject. Uh, you know, it's you know, so I'm going to be someday making it out there, and I'm going to run into you one of these days. You know, at a conference or one way or another, because I do want to start getting more involved in it. It just, you know, it's kind of just only been driving the truck for about a year, kind of starting to trying to actually start something different well you know once i get good and on my feet you know i would like to make a couple trips get more involved in it you know because it's, yeah. it's a real thing and i, and I want to be a part of it when if it does come to a head it's like yeah i told you so you know that's what i want to be <laughs> yeah. to my buddies you know I hear you. but Wes, i appreciate you and i'm sorry to ramble on man i'm just so stoked to talk to you bro no apologies, brother. No apologies. Yeah, if you get a chance to come out, I'll be at the International Bigfoot Conference. If you get a chance, if you can't make it out, that's cool. But um, thank you again, brother. Awesome. All right, Wes. Take care, bro. And next up on the show, I want to welcome uh, Tom back to the show. Tom was on episode uh, 319. I know you remember, Tom. Thank you so much. Um, you had a very interesting experience on your property there in North Carolina. Uh, if you would, for the audience, would you kind of walk us into it? Uh, yeah, sure. So <clears throat> thanks for having me on again, Wes. So uh, Yeah, of course. We, lived, we, we moved to North Carolina back in 2007. And uh, we lived here since, but I bought a house in 2015 and it was in like a a wooded suburban area. 
and it was one of those houses that they built from from the ground up all new and, and all that so we uh we have woods behind the house and i'd, I'd make a fence i first i fenced it in after we bought it and you know built it in and blocked it in for the kids so they wouldn't go run in the woods and get lost and the dogs as well but i i noticed some some bends behind the backyard and i kind of just like shrugged it off like yeah it's nothing and then one one day while we're out having a bonfire i saw light or i saw eyes they looked like green lights above the kids playhouse and the playhouse is about eight feet up in the air made of pallets and i, I kind of shrugged that off too as maybe like a an owl or something but like I said, if I would have thought about it now, I, I probably would have said it was a Sasquatch just being curious. So fast forward a couple years after hunting those woods behind my house for, for a while, you know, I just bow hunt because we live in within city limits. So you can't really fire a, a fire a weapon or you're getting in trouble for discharging within city limits. So I just bow hunt. I got a couple stands put up. So last summer I built a tree stand. On about three trees, I made a really nice platform stand up with an extension ladder going to it. So October 27th, I was going into the woods, and I forgot my flashlight in the in the kitchen. It was kind of one of the mornings where I was just running out, rushing out to get my gear and get in the woods before daybreak. And I didn't feel like going back for my flashlight, which I should have, but I didn't. It's one of them real nice, you know, 700 lumen lights that'll light the woods up at night. I get up in my tree stand. It's about 5:45, 5:50 now, and I'm, you know, I'm making some noise because it's, it's the uh, the ladder to get to the tree stands, one of them old aluminum ladder, so it's kind of makes noise and rattles the tree. And as I'm pulling my my crossbow on the, on up into the stand, my cell phone dropped. So I'm sitting in the tree, and I got a little little fold up chair, and I got my crossbow. And I'm sitting in the dark, and at about five ten minutes goes by, if that, and I hear something that sounds like like an owl on steroids or a 500 pound owl about no more than 30 to 40 yards to my, I would say my nine o'clock position. And it startled me so bad. I was, I was shaking refusively and I, I couldn't move. And it happened about two more times after that. And I'm just sitting there kind of in shock and in awe. And I'm like, that's a Sasquatch. That's not, that's not an animal. That's, yeah. you know, I know the woods, I know the woods. I know what all the animals sound like, you know, there's, there's there's a little bit of coyote activity in my in my area, um, but it's nothing like that. There's no mountain lion or you know, and I know what an owl sounds like too. So it just it just sounded too much to be, you know, like like a person owl almost, you know, kind of a mimic sound, and then it had a screechy noise to it as well, almost like a like we talked about last night, like a like a chimpanzee screaming. So really really bugged me out. So after that, I heard another noise at my uh say one o'clock and three o'clock position and it ha sounded like one of those like a like a tongue clicking noise um yeah i don't know if you ever heard people talk about I that have. tongue clicking and uh wow <laughs> this is hard to relive it over again especially if i'm talking about it I'm, my mind is just racing and i'm reliving this all over again but i'll try to give it to you as, as good as i can um yeah my uh my heart was pounding. That's all I know. My heart was pounding. My crossbow was in my hand, and I had a 380 in my pocket. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, the crossbow is not going to do nothing but piss it off. The 380 is going to be like shooting it with a BB gun. So I'm just kind of sitting there like a sitting duck in my tree stand, waiting for daylight. So I I throw my hands up. You know, I 
I couldn't think of anything else to do. So I threw my hands up and just say, Hey, you know, I don't want to be bothered. I won't bother you. You know, just let me be. And, you know, I'll let you be. And probably about 10 minutes later, it was, you know, it was completely silent. And then the light came and I got out of my tree about half an hour after that. And I started snapping pictures. And what I saw in the woods was just was amazing. I saw all these tree breaks, you know, these tree bends, a couple of X formations. And I, I know they're out there and I know they, they come around, you know, maybe early October, mid September, and they they probably stay till about January. But yeah, that's that's my land, and, and it's my you know I wasn't really gonna come out with this, but I just wanted everybody to know out there that you know you don't have to live out in the middle of nowhere to have these on your property. You can live in like me, I'm suburban Charlotte, North Carolina, and and they're there. I mean, I got creeks that run along my house, and you know about 20 acres of woods, and they they come around, they they migrate, and they do their thing, so. Yeah, no, I know it was a very short encounter, but I asked you to come on. And I think it's important because there's a lot of hunters who come across. I, I know you've seen them before in Ontario. And if people want to go back and listen to episode 319, uh, they can hear your your encounter. But, you know, it sounds like there was two of them there. And as you and I were talking last night, I was telling you, it's almost more concerning not seeing it than actually seeing it because, it's more of an unknown. And I know that owl sound you're talking about. I heard something very similar in Texas uh, where it sounds, you know, at first I thought, well, that's an owl. Then I thought, wow, that's a really big owl. And then it went into like a chimpanzee. Um, it messed up its owl mimic. You know, I don't know if it was getting excited or what. But if I had a very first heard that and just kept going, I would have thought, ah, that's an owl and just kept going. But the fact that we stopped, we listened to it. You can hear them change change their their tone, and you're right. They are closer to us in the sense of of being around properties. You know, you talk about the tree breaks and the X formations, and you know some of that stuff you can pass off as weather. But in some of these areas, you walk through and you're just like, "What the hell is that? What is this? What is that? What is it?" Oh, and it yeah. starts to click really quick that that's not a um, that's not weather damage. Something's doing this. And I don't think most people pay attention to it. I think most people are oblivious to it. Exactly. Because last year I was actually going around different areas of Charlotte just trying to prove to myself and just, you know, show pictures around a couple of sites. And, and I, was, I was astounded by just how close to roads that these things are. But they're everywhere if you look. If you know what to look for and, you know, you, you know, you get up and a lot of people, you know, they, they do research on computers. But if you just go out in the woods, you don't have to go out in the middle of nowhere. You can go somewhere where there's, you know, lightly wooded area. And if you see those formations, you know, they're, they've been through the area or they're staying there or, you know, they're, they're hanging around or living there. But I was at a place today on a on a road. Um, let's see. It was called W.T. Harris Boulevard, which is near UNC University in Charlotte. And I saw about 10 formations and about eight X's and within a quarter mile distance. And I started just snapping pictures of it because I was just I was amazed by how close to the road these things are. I mean, the weather, like you said, the weather, there's no way weather did, you know, so many in a, in a small distance. And they all look the same and they're all perfectly. I mean, these these logs are, you know, you and me could lift them together to put them where they're the way they've been put. There's no way humans could have done it. And there's no way a storm could have done it pretty wild yeah it is well be careful on your property will you i mean it sounds like they're there obviously and yeah. you know uh, usually hunters encounters and fishermen those are usually the most aggressive encounters because they're they're doing the same thing you're doing you know what i mean yeah i mean deer season 
And the other weird thing is I noticed a deer, like th- this hunting season, the deer on my property, I haven't really seen any deer at all. I'm just wondering if, you know, that they're eating them, they run them off, but I haven't seen like dead animal remains or nothing like that. So I'm just wondering if they scared them off the property or spooked them. But like I told you yesterday, they haven't really seemed to be bothering me or my family that much. I've never noticed them, you know, like after hours or I haven't had like screaming at night, um, like in my yard. I've I've heard I've heard like the howling noises that, that everyone hears and the roars far back, but nothing to like cause me or you know, to make 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 me think that my life's in danger. You know what I mean? I think they're just they want to be left alone and do their thing. And, you know, we do our thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of times if you had that mentality, it's the best mentality because there's less of an altercation. You getting up and yelling at these things or not really yelling, but just saying, hey, I'm here, blah, blah, blah. I think they will tend to back off when you do stuff like that. You know, obviously there was probably two of them, though, that sound like they were really close to you, especially if you're hearing the clicking, the mouth pops. That's very common with the, the way they vocalize. Yeah, it's some communication that, you know, we haven't figured out yet and who knows what what it means. And it could be just a a warning alert saying, hey, there's something going on over there, you know, back off or fall back. I think when they mimic, they think they're mimicking something. And if you got a a good ear, you realize really quick it's a mimic like you did. That's not an owl. But I think that's their way of communicating back and forth with each other without alerting us. Um, your situation is a little bit different, though, because you've ran into them before, so you you obviously knew what was going on. Most hunters, I think, would be completely confused on what 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 is going on here. Yeah, I mean, I've heard the one episode where you had that guy. I think his name was Clint, and he was in he was bow hunting in a tree stand. And he saw it, and he was he was pretty shook up too from it. I can only imagine, you know, seeing it like the way he saw it, and he he couldn't really he was he was frozen up too, you know. Yeah, and I think that's how these things get shot. You know, I think a lot of people who don't know what they're looking at, they're in fear. And the worst thing you can do is put a gun in someone's hand and then and then they're in fear because someone's going to get shot or something's going to get shot. <laughs> yeah. There's the worst thing you can do. But, um, yeah, keep us up to date, will you, Tom? Let us know what else you find on that property. Yeah, there, there's, you know, there, there's, there's a little bit going on there. And like I said, I've noticed there's... I don't know if it has anything to do with being, you know, government cover-ups or, but I did notice there's certain roads where there there were formations that I've seen in the past, where like companies would come out and they would they would trim the tree line back about ten feet, and it's it's been getting done a lot, and I think a lot of the activity is too. They're they're building a really big byway in the woods, and they're just tearing up woods left and right. So I guess they're having a hard time. You know, these, these Bigfoot are having a hard time with their, you know, the living environment. So they're just running around wherever they can get to to get cover. Yeah, I at think least by me. Yeah, you know? I, I think you're right. I think we're encroaching upon them. And I think they are. I think most people would be shocked how close these things actually are to communities, to homes. To uh, You don't have to go out 50, 60 miles in the middle of nowhere to run into one of these things. No, no, sir. And, and I think that's another reason why we're, you know, the sightings are, you know, within the last couple of years, the sighting reports have just been going, going phenomenal. You know, people are seeing them everywhere. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you again, Tom, for coming on. Thank you, Wes. I appreciate it. And I love listening to the show. Thanks, Tom. And that's it for tonight, everyone. Remember, if you've had an encounter, shoot me an email. 
My email address is wes at sasquatchchronicles.com. Until next time, everyone. <laughs>